Hello there, you, you listener, you. My name is Ryan Millar. This is Remote Pep Talks with me, and thank you for coming along. Now, if this is your first Remote Pep Talk, it's it's quite straightforward, but let me explain. Normally, a listener sends in a question, a quandary, something they're interested in getting a second opinion on, you know? And so I take that input, and I turn it into output, and I give them some, some thoughts, some hopefully valuable and useful, sometimes even actionable uh, insights on that. And this episode is only slightly different, because this episode there is no listener input, but I have a topic that I wanted to unpack anyway, and that topic is opening up. Opening up. And as you'll hear in the episode, this is something that is very relevant for me right now, and perhaps for you. So I thought it would be useful to have an episode on opening up, and to record this episode, I wanted to go somewhere cool. So I did. Not cool in a temperature sense, but cool in an interesting sense, because I went to Taichung, Taiwan, just south of the Taiwan National Fine Arts Museum during the full bore of summer, listening to the sound of the cicadas, to talk about opening up. So, let's go to Taiwan and open up on Opening Up. What a cool museum. I had such a great time wandering around. I haven't been to a museum, I feel like, in a long time. So, the chance to go just look at art for a while is so rewarding. I mean, I think I have in my mind, you know, in, in, in my arsenal, 90 minutes, two hours of art appreciation, and I can, I can go big. But that's about it then i need a then i need a break then i need to digest the art and i have to say this museum is a perfect size and also out here on the lawn we can look at the cool sculptures in their sculpture garden and listen to the cicadas it's just nice to be out that's why i wanted to talk about opening up because for me back in amsterdam i'm getting a vaccine finally half a dose or a full dose, but half of my completed vaccine program. And I'm starting to see people more still at a safe distance. And theaters are coming back to the real world. People are teaching courses, engaging. Friends are making plans. Traveling is happening. And, well, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm here in Taiwan. But in general, I don't know what I want. And I don't know what it looks like to be back around people. I know I really miss giving hugs and getting hugs and high fives and just sort of physical contact. But I also know that I'm not that interested in being around 
people who have, I don't know, have no real lingering effects from the pandemic, I guess, because it's a, it's a big change. It's affected a lot of people. And so it's not like a switch has been off and you just flick it back on and everything goes back to normal, at least not in my case. And I know there are other people like me just in that sense of opening up. I just think it's important that we all are generous in where other people are at. Give people the space they need physically and also just in terms of uh, courtesy for where they're at and where they need to be as we all come back together. And I guess the other part of that is it's not like the coronavirus has gone away. So we also need to be mindful that there is still a highly contagious and dangerous disease going around. So it also is common sense to be mindful and safe. But that is really just almost an aside, a background. Here's, here's what was happening. I was swimming yesterday for the first time in a long time, almost a year. And here's what I can tell you about swimming is it's hard. Humans are land animals. And this human in particular, I'm very much a land animal. And when I'm in the water, I'm not very comfortable. But because I've been swimming more and more, or had been up until the pool closed down, I got back in after eight to ten months of not swimming. And I was like, oh, I still have a comfort level. I feel good in the water. And I swam some laps back and forth back and forth and then I, I was like man I am tired and it turns out it had, it had only been five minutes so I realized I have a I have a long ways to go in terms of building up my swimming stamina and that's fine but the comfort level of being in the water has has improved but while I was swimming I was processing interpersonal relationships and in, for me, it's in the context of some courses I'm taking because I'm, I have some time now and I've been spending that time on learning because learning fucking rules. I love learning things and I'm actually taking three courses right now and I'm realizing perhaps I've bitten off more than I can chew, but I'm doing my best to keep my head above water in all three and those courses are a Dutch course, a pre-intermediate Dutch course, a course on coaching. This is uh, on coaching within an organization. Still applicable transferable skills from the one-on-one -on -one coaching that I do outside of work, but within the context of being in an organization. And then I'm taking another course on cultivating creative collaboration. Each course is very different, but just this uh, last few sessions, I kind of had a aha moment, and I'll break it down for you. In my Dutch class, we were learning uh, Zou, Zouden and Zellen, the uh, I should and I would, and every week before class, I send in an assignment, and my teacher has a look at it and offers corrections. And last week in class, he told me, he told everyone, he said, Ryan, I understand what you're saying. Like, I really see your personality in what you write in Dutch. And that was a huge moment for me. Then in my coaching class, we're 
talking about asking good questions. You ask good questions to get good answers, to get to the core issue of what people really want, what they need, what's holding them back. And skillful questioning gives people the space to respond and the prompts to dig beneath the surface to get to the core of what really matters to them. And in my Cultivating Creative Collaboration class, we're talking about creating agreements within groups to create psychological safety so that people are free to bring their best selves to work. Not just to work, but whatever they're working on, we want them to feel comfortable, feel trusted, feel empowered, like each other, if at all possible. And that creates the circumstances for people to do excellent work. And I realized there's a bit of a connection between all of these somewhat disparate courses, and that is the importance of opening up. So in my Dutch class, I was answering these questions and I was trying to say things that I really thought, share things that really matter to me. I made a sort of a joke. It's not really a joke, but the question was, what would you ask God if you could see God? And I said, I would ask them, what's the deal with dinosaurs? Why did you make dinosaurs? And I said, what, what was the bedooling? What was the meaning of that? And the Dutch teacher, he gave me some good feedback about how to better craft the question, like what was going on in your mind with dinosaurs. But I think it was funny. I think I did a good, it was like, that was pretty good. I mean, and it came from an honest place because Aria is dinosaur crazy right now. And she always talks about, well, the dinosaurs are all dead. She tells all sorts of other kids and it made the neighbor pretty sad, the the boy downstairs, because he hadn't really figured out that di- <laughs> the dinosaurs were all dead. And Aria's like, Dinosaurs are morta. Anyway, so my question that came from an honest place when I saw what would I ask God, I was like, yeah, what's what the fuck? You know, assuming God is real, which I don't think. But like, why were there hundreds of millions of years ago? Why were there dinosaurs? Really? What was the point of that? Why did we have a planet filled with dinosaurs and now we don't? And also, sidebar, did you know that Tyrannosaurus rex is closer in time to the invention of the iPhone than to the Brachiosaurus. That blows my mind. I I saw that fact the other day, and that blew my poor mind apart, my poor tiny mind. But the the point remains, what was the deal? I mean, dinosaurs, it's awesome. I'm glad we have fossils. But what was the point? Anyway, the, the point is, there was an opportunity there at which I didn't, totally realize at the time but I sort of leaned into it a little more and instead of asking like a sort of question I thought I should ask or something just to get the assignment done I paused for a moment and I I had a question that was for me more fun and and funny and came more from my lived experience with my family and put that into my Dutch homework and it led to a really nice discussion and I learned some new phrases for how to ask, like, what was in your head? Why did you do that? None of which I can call to mind at this moment. And the, the coaching and cultivating creative collaboration, those elements, it's the same thing. It's about bringing more of ourselves to what we're focusing on, to our work, to our relationships. And, well, in the, in the context of both of those, in fact, it is 
about also that reciprocity of creating the conditions for other people to bring more of themselves to their relationships, be they personal or professional. And in terms of opening up, I love asking good questions. I love answering good questions. I love getting people to share, and I love being able to share more of my life with my, with my colleagues. For example, I, I know at the job that I'm leaving, I think I was quite forthcoming. You know what? It's not just the job I was leaving. In all areas of my life, I'm quite forthcoming. And I try and share more about what I really think, what is going on with me in terms of my, my family, my thoughts, what I'm struggling with, what I think I'm good at, what I like doing. And this gives people, in my experience, more data to work with, say. And it creates more of a relationship. And I think in, in a lot of our relationships, a lot of our spaces, we, especially considering how the last year and a half has gone, maybe we're a little bit more reticent to share ourselves. We go through our interactions a little more coldly, or our interactions are mediated by Zoom. And the value of opening up is the richness that you can get out of your relationships and that you can give to your relationships. I was reading about the Dunbar number the other day, which is the number of relationships that a person is said to be able to have. It's named after this uh, scientist, Robin Dunbar. And it's, it's 150. And the idea is that if you have a big family, you spend more of those relationships kind of keeping close with your family and have less space for friends. And of course, there are concentric circles there where right at your very core, there's a, you know, it tends to be often a one other person in that relationship. And then there's sort of your, your close family or your close and or your close friends. And it sort of builds out from that. And there was another idea in the article about uh, extroverts versus introverts. And it's, you know, extroverts just tend to spend a little bit more energy around with more people. And introverts invest more time in, in a smaller number of relationships. And in each circumstance, whether you're introvert or extrovert, there are opportunities to dig a little deeper, to ask more high-quality questions. Again, not in an interrogation, not in a confrontational way, but just with a curiosity to get to know more from the other person. Give them more space to open up. And when you're asked a question, or sometimes even without being asked, even without the solicitation of a question, you can sometimes find the space to share a little bit more and yeah that's it that's uh wow i really uh i really went for it there what with the dinosaurs and the dunbar number but the point is we've all got relationships in our lives large and small professional and personal and all of those are an opportunity for us to invest a little bit more to get a little bit more in return and that is a process that we can think of as opening up, creating space for another person to open up and opening up ourselves and sharing a bit more. There's a Spanish phrase that is, oh boy, my Spanish is bad. There's a Spanish phrase, cada cabeza es un mundo. Every head is a world. And when you think about it like that, we've got all these other people around us. We don't need to explore every other world. That would be exhausting. 
But there are other worlds around that we do want to get more out of. And so I invite you to create circumstances to explore those worlds a little bit. And if nothing else, if for no other reason, then because it makes the other person feel good. So that's it. I don't know what we do now. This is my first trip to Taiwan. Thanks for sharing it with me. Shall we just go have a wander? Yeah, let's do that. All right, that was exciting. That chance to go to Taiwan, talk about opening up, surrounded by the sounds of the Chan Ming. Chan Ming, of course, for those of you who don't know, is the Song of the Cicadas. And speaking of the Song of the Cicadas, I want to thank R.A. Zayak for sharing that recording of the Sound of the Cicadas so that I could enjoy it and we all could enjoy it. And of course, thanks to Bone40 for the music we're listening to right now. And thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. If you're enjoying this podcast, and why wouldn't you? Leave a review and a rating wherever you do that. iTunes is often a a good port of call for that, but however you do that on your listening device, that would be great. And and share it with a friend, because maybe that friend wants a pep talk. I mean, I'm sure they do. We all do. All right, that's, that's it for me. I'm trying to think, I'm like, what else do I have to say? Turns out it's nothing. So that's it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to enjoy myself. And I suggest you do the same. Enjoy your day. But because it's in your power and it's happening as we speak, please especially enjoy your right now. <laughs>